Mysore Chakras episode 89 When the inside changes the outside changes The seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple what are the functions of these energy centers and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose welcome to my seven chakras and now your host aditya jai kumar what's up action takers aj here host and founder of my seven chakras and today we are back once again for an episode that will inspire empower and uplift you now before we dive into today's show i have one quick announcement if you've been listening to the last few shows you would know how excited i am about drawing closer to our 100th episode it seems like just yesterday when i released my first episode but i want to let you know that i am committed to taking our show to new places to new levels and and to new audiences but in order to do that i need to know what you need i need to know how i can serve you because at the end of the day i want this information to help you overcome your challenges and i intend to do that through a simple survey i'm asking you just one question and that one question is what is your single biggest frustration or passion when it comes to alternative healing and to take part all you have to do is visit our website that's my s e v e n c h akras.com/survey once again that's my7chakras.com/survey take a few minutes write your heart out there is no limit to how much you can write and allow me to serve you better and today i am really really excited to bring you our featured guest dane stevens so dane are you ready to inspire i am awesome so dane <laughs> is the owner and director of an extraordinary life and the healing center companies created to promote healing empowerment and awareness dane is a founder and creator of the soul recognition process src and the neuro trauma healing process nthp empowerment and healing modalities that are getting attention internationally for the phenomenal results that they are achieving with clients so then that was a short bio about you but take about a minute and help us get to know you better okay uh just on the personal note i'm from the interior british columbia and uh my partner is annie who i also we we grew up in salmon arm together and she's my partner in life as well as my partner she's also a facilitator of this process so we live in north vancouver bc we lived in uh california for 7 years and have just been back here for i guess about 3 years uh, again now we as you mentioned have an extraordinary life and the healing center which we work out of and teach the neurotrauma healing process and the soul recognition process uh in helping to free people from their past i'm a, an avid outdoors person and love traveling and I'm a hockey player and an adventure racer. What else can I tell you about myself? <laughs> Wonderful. We look forward to learning more about your story which we're going to do so in this show. But before that, then we go through every show. In fact, we start every show with a dose of inspiration. And today you have the opportunity to take us there. So, firstly, what is your favorite inspirational quote and give us an example of how you apply this quote to your life? This quote probably won't seem very inspiring to a lot of people. 
It's just pure truth. And when you get this pure truth, that's the start of freedom. That's you getting your power back. And it's from the I Ching, and it is when the inside changes, the outside changes. That's from the I Ching. And the reason that's so inspiring to me is because when you understand this, when you understand that you have it all within you, you no longer seek outside of yourself. And it puts you in sole charge of your life. So it is very inspiring when you get that. And it's just such a simple quote. And it's just straight truth. When the inside changes, the outside changes. And there's nothing to do in the external world when you do that inner work. For myself, that's what my life is all about. We teach the processes which gives you access to your subconscious mind and coupled with meditation and meditation stilling the mind and going within. That's the key. That's why it's so inspiring for me to slow your mind down, to still your mind, to realize you're not your thoughts and to connect within to that within you. That's inspiring. And when you understand that the inside creates the outside, uh, that's where this quote is so inspiring for me. That's wonderful. I love this quote. When the inside changes, the outside changes too. And I think that's so profound because as we move on towards our goals, towards our visions or towards our dreams, if we depend on things that are outside our control on the macroeconomic scale, stuff that at first look seems like we cannot control, we feel powerless. But the truth, as you mentioned, is we have all the power, all the conviction, all the dreams and all the strength and all the courage inside of us to make the change. So when we realize that the in, when the inside changes, the outside changes, that's really powerful. So thanks a lot for sharing this thought with us. And, you know, in with what we do, we, you know, say it in a different way. When your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are in alignment, that is agreement, then what you desire will become manifest. And it's kind of the, the same thing in just a more specific way. So, yeah, very inspiring. Wonderful. So let's dive right in. Firstly, what is the soul recognition process? So the soul recognition process, it's a process that gives you direct access to your subconscious mind. And that has been a real, there is nothing out there right now that gives you direct access to your subconscious mind. So obviously it has to come from you. What that means is it's person-centered. We facilitate showing you how to access your subconscious mind, but it's you making the connection within you. And that's where this work is so empowering because you get to heal these parts of you that have separated from your higher authentic self and you get to reconnect with your higher consciousness, your your higher wisdom. And it's absolutely profound to work with people and for them to see the wisdom that comes out of them and it's specific to them, whether it be for healing, whether it be for growth, whether it be in pursuing their their Mm -hmm. dream, their soul's desires, what have you, it's absolutely a dream to watch people to connect with that within them and see the wisdom that is inherent within them that in actuality is them. So that's what this whole recognition process is. And the neurotrauma healing process is it's the same the same foundation, but the neurotrauma healing part process is for people who are dealing specifically with trauma. And that way it's just separates the two because uh, this work goes a long ways. And we, I'm actually writing a book right now and I realized I had to write two books because you can't take a person from dealing with a, a highly traumatic experience to spiritual liberation. So they, you know, we kind of had to break it down a little bit. And that's why we have two processes, even though the foundation of them is the same. Now, before moving on, let's talk about some of the challenges that people face, destructive cycles and negative patterns. And as you mentioned, these negative patterns creep into our lives that prevent us from realizing our full potential. In order to better understand the problem at hand, could you provide us a few examples of how these destructive cycles or patterns appear in our life that we might not even recognize? 
recognize in the first place. There's, in the psychological world, or the world of psychology, there's two terms. One is called a big T, one is a little T. The big T is a trauma, where you know it happened. You got beat up, abused severely, or in a car crash or war. You know you experienced trauma. The other one is a little T, living with a high-functioning alcoholic. Living with somebody who's obsessive-compulsive, having uh, somebody else's uh, beliefs forced upon you, uh, whether it be religious or otherwise, as a child where you didn't know it was was going against your authentic self. So all of these things come out in your life as a negative pattern, and they can be short-term or they can be long-term. It can be short-term like an eating disorder Mm -hmm. or bulimia, or it can be long-term like continually sabotaging yourself, only letting yourself get to a certain level, and, you know, whether it be financially or whether it be in the amount of joy you have in your life or in your relationships or what have you and you shut yourself down. So there's really a varying degree of how strong these patterns and how they show up. But if you pay attention to your life, it's astounding how many people are out there who have these negative patterns stopping them and they don't know what to do. So any negative pattern in your life, whether it be with your health, whether it be in your finances, whether it be in your career, whether it be in your relationships, if there's something that is repeating itself, I can guarantee you of something stuck looping your central nervous system that is trying to be processed, that is turned into a belief that is creating your current pattern stopping you. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. In fact, uh, let's go back to the topic uh, SRC and uh, speaking specifically about the process, how does one actually go about tapping into our subconscious and accessing the knowledge and wisdom that is available to us? Are there a set of exercises that you normally go through or how is it? This is a generalization, but what happens in time of trauma and trauma is not the right word, which is another reason we made neurotrauma healing process and soul recognition process because trauma is the only word that we have that means something stuck looping in your nervous system. And like I said, we can have situations that don't seem traumatic at all that have created a looping within us of for us having to cope with it. So trauma isn't the right word, but it's the only word that we have that says that. So you mentioned, you spoke about trauma and you spoke about that trauma essentially is something that's stuck and looping in our system. Although there might be cases where it's not exactly a trauma, mm-hmm. but then the symptoms, it's, it's still stuck and it's still looping in our system. Yeah. My question was, once we've realized that, once we've recognized that, how do you help your clients, your students actually go tap into our subconscious so that we get the knowledge or wisdom to sort of cope up with that situation. Aren't there some exercises that you normally go through? So as I just mentioned, trauma is not the right word, but what happens in that time is, and this is a generalization, the right brain gets locked out. And so what we do is we do a series of left right brain exercises and guided meditations to give you access to unlock that. So when you do, and it's unfreezing this, when we do this, It's gentle and it's safe because uh, I'll share my story with you a little bit later. But I had an incident where a therapist tried to force a trauma out of me and it messed me up. So I'm very adamant that that this be safe and gentle. And through these left-right brain exercises and guided meditations with a facilitator, that's how where we give you direct access to that within you. And you get to literally connect and have a conversation with that within you. And that sounds very ethereal, if not very out there. But when you do this work, you'll see just how obvious this is. It's like we've been given the the next step in our psychological growth in how to access our subconscious mind. (laughs) And our subconscious mind is our most powerful creative faculty. That within you is what is literally creating your life. 
I've been told that the subconscious is some 30,000 times more powerful than your conscious mind. I don't know where they get the numbers from, but I can assure you that your subconscious is the prime driver behind your life. So until you're in, you have access to that, you're probably fighting with yourself or stopping with yourself, or you're not in that state of flow that you could be in, which is your nature. And that's what we want to help people to do. And we do that through giving them access to their subconscious mind in a safe and gentle manner through facilitation, one-on-one facilitation doing these left-right brain exercises and guided Mm -hmm. meditations. And what's really wild and profound about this work is the process guides us. So we get led in this process. And I always uh, say that I can talk until I'm blue in the face about this, but until you actually Mm -hmm. try it, it, it's just words. But yeah, I can just say that you get direct access in a safe and gentle manner to that within you, which is creating your life. Got it. So you mentioned that when somebody's in this pattern, this negative pattern, what usually happens is that his or her right brain gets locked out. And the solution really is to to tap into the subconscious with the help of the assistance of a facilitator and using those left and right brain exercises, uh, you know, getting there, right? Uh, yes. Out of all of those exercises, one of the exercises that I read about on your website really stood out for me, which was the left and right handwriting exercise uh, really intrigued me. Could we speak a little bit about that? So that's just the foundation of it. And it's, I'm mm. quite vague on the website. And the reason I'm quite vague is because you're dealing with the subconscious mind. And this is not new information as far as using the the left, right hand writing, but it's been used in a way which I don't feel has been safe because when you're dealing with the subconscious mind, you don't know what you're going to pull up. And if somebody doesn't, hasn't done a lot of work or is an ungrounded or is ungrounded a little bit or doesn't have the resources available for support for them, they may not be safe in going, getting direct access to their subconscious mind. They will not know what to do with it or how to handle it. So that's where vague and we have facilitators that work with people one-on-one. The best part about this is, yes, eventually you get to work, take this work over on your own. And it's not like you have to sit on a couch for three years and and learn your story better and better. We don't keep our clients for long, and they do get to take over on their own. But we're really adamant about keeping it safe. And that's why in the start, you can't do it on your own. And I, myself, when I first learned about the foundation of this work, I tried to do it on my own. And it was an eight-month fight with myself. And it was incredibly frustrating because I knew I could feel and I, I did make the connection. But it was like a fight because I didn't know how the subconscious worked at that time. And I didn't know how to say the things that I needed to hear. And in one sense, you know, We have learned how to treat ourselves from our parents for the most part, so we don't know outside of our own filters. So to have a facilitator there to help you to guide you through this process is key Mm -hmm. and is mandatory in the start. So that's why we're vague. And the foundation is the left-right handwriting, but when you access the subconscious mind, that's the healing. That's the start of the healing, or it's the start of going in the other direction. So we want to make sure that you're in safe hands and know how to handle this, and that's why we teach people how to to do this process and take it over on their own. So let's take a few steps back now. How did you discover or come across this process? My story is I was doing quite well in my life, very well in my life, and I had a business of, of coaching and training and so on. 
And I was doing very well in my life everywhere except my relationships. I had the place on the, over the ocean and, and my vehicle or my uh, business was doing well. I was making good money and traveling and, and all that stuff, except for my intimate relationships, which made me question a childhood abuse situation that I'd experienced and whether I'd actually dealt with it or not. So because I asked the question, because that was not working and the rest of my life was working so well, I knew I had to take a look at it. So I went to, did some counseling and EMDR and saw some groups and groups didn't quite work for me and nothing seemed to really give me the healing or the connection that I w- was seeking. And I knew nothing of trauma or, or energy at that time, mm-hmm. but I got referred to a person who did cranial sacral and some other body work and uh, I really wanted to, to heal this part of my life. So I went to her and, and uh, she appeared to know what she was doing and she tried to force the trauma out of me. And, you know, she said when this breaks, stuff's going to happen. And I, I really didn't know, like I say, about trauma or energy at that time. So I said, okay. And, uh, a number of sessions in and she was not cheap. It broke and I was scared instantly. And I wasn't a millionaire by any stretch, but I started to lose everything. And within 18 months I was broke. And within three years I was homeless, which made me, uh, she stopped seeing me partly because I ran out of money, but a big part of it was because she was scared. She didn't know what she did and she didn't know how to fix it. Um, so I went on this search to figure out what the heck happened and how to get my life back. And with that, it took five years to find out, to find somebody who actually really understood trauma. And that's where in that five years, I really discovered that most therapists do not understand trauma. And I found somebody who was a student of Peter Levine, who is kind of the the grandfather of trauma, I guess. And I I worked with her, uh, Hazel, down in California. And uh, from there, I discovered the John Bradshaw book. And the John Bradshaw book, The Homecoming, which had that alternate handwriting. And that's where I started to do that and realized there's a connection. And that's where the eight-month fight with myself started because there was a connection and I made the connection, but I couldn't get traction. I couldn't, didn't become positive. It was more like fighting with myself. So I searched everywhere for somebody who did this work and nobody did this work. Finally, a year later, I found somebody who would do this work with me. And uh, within two months working with somebody else, I had got traction on myself and was well on my way. I had created a positive connection and healed that connection with her within two months. And from there, these processes just kind of fell together because nobody's doing them, and I don't know why. So it really, it feels very destined, and uh, there's nobody doing it. So I'm bringing it forward because it needs to be known about. Nodin, this episode comes at the perfect moment because just today I received an email from one of our listeners in Detroit, Michigan. Let's call her Judy for the sake of remaining anonymous. Anyway, Judy is a true action taker because since January this year, she's begun eating cleaner, working out, being more mindful and grateful as well. But then she's facing a challenge, right? She's having an ongoing back injury. And when she has the pain, she craves nicotine. And she craves nicotine because she's a former smoker. And the challenge is real because she doesn't want to go back to becoming a smoker. But at the same time, she has this lower back injury that's causing the pain. Mm -hmm. So does SRC have a solution for such a challenge? And what advice would we have for this action taker? Yeah, and that's the best part about this. I used to be a coach for over 10 years before I did this work. I don't coach anymore. I just facilitate this process because 
You have the answers within you. I don't know what you need or not and how to heal you, but I do know that you do. So when we do this work, it's person-centered. And yes, we get to find out why they're creating what they're creating. And as far as the back pain, there's a reason for that too. And it's not about blame. We don't say there's a reason for that. You're, you're creating that out of blame, but to give you your power back. Mm-hmm. So when we do this process, when we do this, this left-right brain work with you, you will make the connection and discover what that is. Too many times, or most times in North America, when we have something that's wrong, we try to get rid of it. And that the question is, how do I get rid of this? That's not the right question. That question will create more pain, and it's about covering it up. Mm-hmm. The question you want to ask is, what is this? So when you ask, what is this, and you connect with it, then you can have healing. And when we do this work, your healing will last for good because it's changed from the inside. It's not a technique. It's not a a trying to overcome or push it out of the way. And it's not a compensation. You get to bring it to resolution. So with this person who has the back pain and the smoking, no, I I don't know what you need or, or how to heal you, but you do. And we will give you access to that intelligence and let that part of you speak to be heard. So you and, and through that, you will get the guidance you need to heal. And it's profound. We make sure we say this is not a quick fix. It's about a relationship. It's about the relationship with that within you, from you to that within you. So it's, it's not a quick fix. But when you do this, it's healed for good. There's nothing more to do. Wonderful. I love your focus on not just recognizing the challenge and trying to eliminate it, but then looking at what it is Mm -hmm. and seeing the truth behind it and maybe asking why and not replacing it, right? Yeah. And when something's up, it's up for healing. When you know that, any negative pattern in your life is the universe, your higher self, higher consciousness trying to get your attention pay attention so now Dean I've seen numerous testimonials on your website of people who have used the SRC process taken action and seen massive results so is there a client healing story that you'd like to share with us there's a number one I'll share right off the top is Kelly who's actually from Vancouver where I'm out of and um, he was supposed to have a heart operation and Kelly's I think 55 he's, he's a healthy guy you know grew up I think he was a wrestler, but plays hockey and golf and and yoga and all that stuff. And uh, this really scared him, and that he was supposed to have a heart operation. So he was really seeking it. And he's it's interesting because he's a businessman, he's an entrepreneur, and doesn't appear to be the most Mm -hmm. open-minded type of people. And what I say about this work is the type of work this people um, work this uh, attracts the people that have either done a lot of work coaches, counselors, and therapists, or people who need change. And, you know, he was in a place where he needed change. You know, his life was being threatened. So he did this work, and within two months, his heart went back to a regular condition. He did not have to have the heart operation. Two or three months, I guess it is. So that's one. We've gotten numerous people off of their medications, anxiety medications and behavior medications. I have one of my clients who's over in in Europe right now pursuing her dream job in in Italy. So there's Mm -hmm. a number of of fantastic testimonials we have and they just keep coming in so getting people off medication and the biggest thing I see is why I love this so much is we get to watch people come alive and you know we stop ourselves and we don't even know how we're stopping ourselves because it's subconscious Mm -hmm. so we get to those beliefs that have been holding them back and give them access to that and when that belief changes when they go oh my goodness and and give that part what it needs to develop and and grow out of that erroneous belief their life changes and it's easy 
So it's just so magical to watch people come alive. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so many people have their relationships change is probably the biggest thing, especially with their families, because a lot of our stuff comes from our parents, comes from our upbringing. And, uh, you know, to, to free themselves from those old ways with their families and to, you know, really feel the love inside of them and not need not go seeking it outside of them is, is probably the biggest thing. But yeah, people off of addiction, people losing weight, uh, all kinds of variety from healing to empowerment and, uh, realizing that you're not your thoughts is a big part of this which seems a bit contradictory to what we do but in this when you heal those voices those tapes that have been going on inside of you you become more present and that's just such a huge key so spiritually there's a lot of people who have uh, I, I can't I won't use the word spiritual liberation but yeah they come to the point of being present and that's one of the biggest things that uh, uh, we see in people which is so magnificent so all right, Dan, thanks a lot for sharing those stories with us. Based on what you shared with us today, soul recognition process seems like a really powerful way to access our inner guidance system and really change our limiting beliefs and transform our lives. So for someone who cannot wait, so someone who wants to take action today itself, is there a health tip that you'd like to share with our audience? I have to say that I'm like, this work is profound and I don't take responsibility. It's got nothing to do with the facilitator. The facilitator has to have done their work work, of course, and, and be whole and, and have gotten traction themselves. But try this work out. It's profound. And the biggest thing is to understand that you do have the answers. You do have the healing. You have the love within you. And when you realize that, you'll quit looking outside of yourself because that game never ends and is so frustrating. So with the soul recognition process and the neurotrauma healing process, it will give you direct contact with that within you to discover why you're doing what you're doing. And in that way, I'm just going to share one little bit of information. What you'll discover is that everything that we do is to either get love or to keep ourselves from not being loved. The reason this is, as kids, we are hardwired for love. And um, I'll share, there's an experiment that was done in the 40s where they separated newborn babies. And this is a, a horrible experiment where half of them got what they called love or they called tactile stimulation in the medical field. That was petting and cooing and attention. And the other half, they just fed them and changed their diapers and weren't even allowed to make eye contact. And they changed the experiment. They stopped the experiment too late and half the babies died. We are hardwired for love. So when you understand that, when you do this work, you'll see that you've made some very erroneous decisions that have created, you know, erroneous beliefs within you as a child. And when you understand that, you'll start to have compassion for yourself. And that's the biggest key. So have compassion for yourself. And uh, try a session and you'll know, you know, you make a connection in the first session and you'll see just uh, how simple and how profound this work is. So thanks a lot for that tip. We'll have it in the show notes as well. Now, opportunity often comes disguised in the form of misfortune or temporary defeat. This is a powerful quote by Napoleon Hill. Action takers, think about it. There are really three ways you can handle a temporary situation, a defeat or a misfortune. You can feel bad and unfortunate, uh, you know, feeling like you were dealt the wrong cards, or you can be oblivious to the change and not notice it at all, which also is a challenge. Or you can look at the challenge, embrace it, learn it, and uncover hidden opportunities that come along with it as well because every challenge without a doubt as Napoleon Hill states 
comes with a life lesson. So Dan, I'm sure that you've had your share of challenging moments as well. So take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. Now, how did you approach the challenge? And then finally, how did you overcome it? Clearly, the, the biggest challenge I had was when I went to see that that healer and, and tried to force the trauma out of me. And it really, it messed me up. And I was felt very solid in my life. I had a very strong spiritual practice at the time and everything. So when I lost everything, I was really set adrift. And that really felt like, what the heck's happening to me? Why is this happening to me? And I did not have a good approach to it because it happened very fast. And when this happened, I struggled and fought to try and get my life back. And this was like over a few years. And what I understand now with that is I didn't handle that well because I fought to get the old ways back. And what I discovered of that is surrender. And surrender can be so hard because we tend to identify with the outer, with the form, as our safety, as our security, as our supply. And that's not true. So with that, the surrender allows this higher consciousness, this higher intelligence space to operate in our lives. Otherwise, we are keeping ourselves apart, thinking that we are doing it, which is the small I. So that was a major challenge in my life and it took me a long time to realize uh, we'll call it the art of surrender and that is allowing this higher self this higher consciousness to come through me and that's where this process came through that's where this process originated from so yeah so looking back now what is it one major life lesson maybe in just one sentence for our listeners so that they can take away and grow realizing that you're not your thoughts that is is the biggest key you can realize and once again that sounds a little bit contradictory because what we do is we deal with the subconscious mind and that is what's cycling with us within us at the subconscious level but when you understand you're not your thoughts you do that in your work and heal that and you also in your conscious thinking you can keep that separation you can have the gap as Deepak calls it available all the time and stay in that gap not in the thinking mode which is as Eckhart says, just a tool. It's not our mode of living. So meditation is a huge key to continue to widen the space, to continue to widen the gap so you can stay in the gap, in that stillness and in the silence. That's the key. Mm -hmm. So thanks a lot for sharing your story with us. Two things that I took away from your story were initially fought to get your old ways back and you made those attempts, but then you realized that fighting to get your old ways back wouldn't really work. The right way, as you mentioned, is to surrender. And once you did surrender to your higher self to your subconscious you were able to find a way and transform yes the, the way revealed itself absolutely yeah yeah and like you say when i was fighting to get my life back my life was was about fighting and it was it was hard and it you know never worked so yeah uh, fight just creates more fight <laughs> so yes exactly wonderful and action takers as you face the challenges that life throws at you it seems like you begin winning the trust of the universe the universe keeps throwing these breadcrumbs in front of you and if you place pay close attention and pick them up you tap into your internal guidance system and you begin walking towards your destination all thoughts of self-doubt and ambiguity fall away and you get in tune with your purpose 
and the universe. You become your own hero because as Dr. Wayne Dyer kept saying, if you know with a complete absence of doubt that what you are doing is consistent with your own purpose and that you are involved in accomplishing a great affair, then you are at peace with yourself and in harmony with your own heroic mission. So Dan, I got to ask you this. Have you found your life's purpose? And if yes, what is your life's purpose at this point in time? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, my life purpose, as with everybody, is to find and connect with that higher authentic self and allow that to work through you. Through this work, my job is to free people from their past and to bring them into the present moment where their higher authentic self resides. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful purpose. And that's my purpose is to bring this forth to to uh, help people to free themselves from their mind. Wonderful. So looking back at your life now, in retrospect, was there ever a particular moment beyond which you were pretty sure that your life was about to change. Let's hear that story. Well, it became very obvious with this work because, you know, that five-year search for me to find out what the heck happened to me and then having these process be revealed to me, that seemed really clear and, and really obvious. So my life purpose has really been presented to me. And it's, uh, once again, our purpose isn't so much in the thing that we do. It's in who we become. And that who we become is allowing that space, allowing that within us to work through us. And that's who we really are. So That's powerful. You mentioned that our purpose is not really what we do, but who we become as a result of that what we do. Yeah. And that's so true because when you're in the grave, you know, you have your family members around you and people who meant something to you, they will remember you for the memories. And as a result, what you take away are those memories and how those memories transformed who you became. So thanks a lot for sharing. And that brings us to the very last round of today's episode, which is called the Wisdom Round. This round is a rapid fire round during which I'll be asking you a total of four questions. So are you ready? I am. Great. So looking back at your life, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? It's really simple. From Don Henley, learn to be still. Wonderful. So name a personal habit that contributes to your well-being. Uh, my spiritual practice. And, and it's sort of a combination. Uh, exercise, meditation, treatment, or, or writing and prayer. Uh, that is the key. And with that, you know, the seeking is goes inside. So my spiritual practice. And making the spiritual practice number one. Not scheduling things around. My meditation and my, my spiritual practice around other things. But scheduling other things around my spiritual practice. So staying on the same topic, what's your morning ritual like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? My day starts with exercise first thing in the morning, usually something cardiovascular, swimming, running, biking, that sort of thing. And then I go directly into meditation from that and I meditate for, actually I do some writing in between that sometimes, depends on the, on the morning. So workout, writing and meditation for an hour and that's my, the basis of my spiritual practice. And that's usually three hours. Got it. Now, I know that you love reading books, but if you had to recommend one book for our listeners to read, to learn and take action, what would it be? Um, uh, the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success from Deepak. I don't think there's a word out of place in that book. And I think it's an amazing book. Awesome. And uh, on a different uh, note, more the healing note is the, the home coming from John Bradshaw is a good, a good opening. So. so action takers, if by chance you weren't able to write down or take notes, <laughs> don't worry, we've got you covered. The show notes are available 
at my 7 chakras.com slash 89 once again that's my s-e-v-e-n-c-h-a-k-r-a-s.com slash 89 so then today's episode was epic thanks a lot for taking your time thank you before we end this session tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and then tell us the best way we can find you i'm grateful for my life and just seeing that my life is on purpose um i'm just grateful to be here for where i live and that i have so much to be grateful for and uh, that it's not hard to be grateful because the gifts just keep pouring in uh, i just i feel very blessed i'm just grateful for how blessed i am and uh how to get a hold of me is you can contact you can see our website at www anextraordinarylife.ca that's an extraordinarylife.ca or www. the or healing center healing center and center is c e n t r e you can contact us via email at info at an extraordinarylife.ca or give us a call 778-319-0749 and yeah try an introductory session we'd be more than happy to to show you about that so you can get a taste of it and see if it's for you Awesome. So we'll have all of these links in the show notes. So action takers, if you really enjoyed what you listened to today, then head on over to this website and extraordinarylife.ca because to be honest, what you see in front of you, what you feel and what you touch, your conscious life is just an tip of the iceberg and there's a lot of thing that goes on in your subconscious and uh, sometimes due to things in your life you get caught up you have a pattern that you not even notice right uh, but through these exercises through this process to these steps that you can take along with the facilitator you can break through and you can transform your life so Dane thank you so much for coming on our show today talking to us about soul recognition and taking us one step closer to a human revolution thanks so much AJ pleasure to be here and thanks for having me Listening to My Seven Chakras. Go to my seven chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.